0: This is Amanda,
1: and this is Chris, and And this this is is Vocal Vocal Perspective. Perspective. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast this evening. I can't wait to introduce our guest tonight. We have Miss Tiffany Tip Hagler. Welcome, Tip. How are you doing tonight? Hi, I
2: am good. I am good. I am so excited In to have you.
1: I'm used to Amanda knowing everybody and being able to have the degrees of connection. I, I actually got to play my own little degree of how do I know uh, Tiffany, <laughs> and so it was kind of fun. Even though I, I should have very quickly known that because I mean her face is just, it illuminates. And so it's very recognizable. Oh, and and as soon as I knew she was in Capital Blend, I was like, Oh, I know that face. I've seen that face before. So it, it's cool when you
0: yeah. see yeah. Chris, awesome I, I have started. Thing. Chris is always like, how have you not introduced me to this person before? And I'm like, you've met tip. I know you have. But yes, for those of you that don't know tip her smile lights up a room and it's very, you're very hard oh, to forget. 100%. But tip, we always start off with how'd you get into acapella? Why do you like this crazy hobby of ours? It was a
2: Boy, my freshman year in college, (laughs) I told him his blue eyes got me into a lot of stuff. So I was in Corral, the chorus at Duke in college. And then one of my friends there, his name is Adam. He's an amazing, awesome person. Convinced me to join his acapella group, which was Rhythm and Blue, was a Mm choir group. And it was relatively new when I got into it there. And then I just haven't left it. He actually quit probably the next year as he did almost everything he got me involved in. He got me involved in musical theater at school. If you ever been in musical theater, it's like rehearsal every night and then he didn't do it. <laughs> so I, yeah, I tell him he got me involved in all this stuff and then he left him. But yeah, he was in that group too. He was a bass there. And then I stayed there. I actually stayed in the group after I took a year off from school, between school and grad school, my first grad school, and I stayed in the group, I just loved singing a cappella so much. And I loved the family that we formed, and I loved just making music in that way. I was totally new to that scene in college. I, I had no idea about it. You know, a cappella for me was more what, like, take six or right. boys and men, not something that I would have initially sent to do myself. We didn't really have that in our high school scene. And so, yeah, then I stayed. And then I went to grad school and joined the silhouettes at UVA. And I did that for two years, which was actually, again, because I started in a co group, I didn't think I would ever switch to an all-female group. In my mind, <laughs> I had a, a stereotype of all-female groups. <laughs> all right? All right. Uh I think this is an
1: excellent direction to go. I really, I did too. So let's see if this matches up in
2: my head. I was so, I thought, is this like a sorority that sings and then is it like going to be catty? (laughs) And for me, it was so weird to have that sort of image, given that I did a lot of women's studies things and I purposely push back against those stereotypes now about women. I think it has a lot to do with our culture and the way we present women in stories and movies. And art yeah, and but when you're
1: making that commitment and to be in an a cappella group, you immediately know it's a marriage and it's not just singing yeah. together with people, and so it kind of pushes you into a different mindset real yeah. quick to honestly size up the group. It could be that way with a co ed group, too. You would just be asking yourself yeah. different
2: questions, and we had just as many debates in my co ed group <laughs> as we had. It wasn't like in the all male group, the men weren't arguing about what they wanted, and the female group was it. We had the same amount of talking over stuff in democracy and in both groups. And it actually turned out to be a, a great experience. I was older than the women in the group, but I still, it was a good time it because the, also the Siloists are a very good yes. group. And so it was great in terms of, you know, making me a better singer, making me a better acapella singer. And some of the people I met in both groups were just super, uber talented, you know, still doing music now. And, and so, yeah, they were just both, they both made me a, a better group. And then I stopped. I took a break at law school. So that was grad school. Sociology thought I was gonna be a professor, did not. Went on ahead to law school. I didn't sing there. And so once I got here, I was completely, you know, just missing it. And I'm so glad that I joined the Silhouette because then that led to Capitol Blend or one of the people. Who started Capital Blend was also a silhouette and so that's how I found the group and literally some of my best friends in this city are are in like mm. one of my second or third families <laughs> and I don't have a lot of family here. Acapella sort of provided me another family indeed in the city.
0: I love Capital Blend. I've been working with Capital Blend a long time so Yay. for those <laughs> people out there that don't know about Capital Blend tell us a little bit about the group because I think
1: you guys are you've got some special so things. Good. A unique mission in that group that <laughs> that I I, that I didn't know much about until I really started asking questions. Like it, You hear Capital Blend, you think, oh, they're a bunch of girls that sing and they all live in the nation's capital and they do acapella. Yeah. There's your surface level of how we <laughs> size up groups. But you guys do more than that.
2: So at the heart of it, it's a bunch of a really amazing, awesome women who do a lot of incredible things in the city. The goal of the group has always been about empowering women and making that an important part of what we do. You know, choosing to do gigs that empower women, always having songs that are about- Yeah, your songs
1: are always- Women empowered. Oh, that's women. awesome. Like, I'm glad period.
2: <laughs> <laughs> So that's a purposeful part of our group. And it will that's something we work on, you know. That's something always in our set there's gonna be something where we're gonna what's this song that empowers women? And we're never gonna pick songs that we don't think do empower women. But I will say we talk about this a lot. Again, they're my family and we happen to sing together, right? We tell each other everything, you know, we've gone through good and bad times as a group. And to me, that's something that you sort of really get in an all-female group that you may not get other places. We will talk about any and and everything, you know, marriages and breakups and divorces and miscarriages and all those things we are sort of there for each other in that group. So it is, I'm truly grateful for it. It's been around for now 11 years. I think we're in, we're headed to yes, the 12th year. Yes, you're definitely in your
0: 12th um, year, I think.
2: Yeah. And I've been in it for nine years. I, I just, I can't believe it. <laughs> are, are you one of the <laughs> eldest members in terms of years?
1: Yeah. How many, yeah. has anybody been there since the beginning? Yeah, there's a couple of the founders. Yeah, there's two yeah.
2: people, two people who found it are still there. Yep, it's awesome. I will say we've done a very good job. We sort of spread the game. Of course, like the median age shifts because we have all gotten right. over the people who were originally in there. But we just took in two people who are right out of college. And they are right out of college.
1: (laughs) That's a a really incredible or an interesting perspective I'd like to hear about is when you have gone through all of those life events or you find yourself 13 or 12 years older than you were when you were first right out of college or even not even, I mean, some people started and they weren't just right out of college, right? So my question is, how hard is it or how easy is it? Or what is it like when you're trying to bring in a new member and see like, There's got to be a lot of like bending and giving from both sides, trying to figure out what can I understand? Like this person's coming in. Like I got to remember where I was when I was all a 22.
2: Yeah. We try to keep an environment where everyone feels like their voice is valued. And I think the result of that is that because we have a gradual shifting of age, it isn't like there's 35 and there's 22. There's 40 something, 40s. 30s and 20s and so what happens is you have a whole lot of times been discussing a lot of things
1: (laughs) capital (laughs) blend discussions
2: are infamous yeah at <laughs> all lot of votes oh i bet they're just but i bet it, they're short and sweet is, and concise yeah, <laughs> yeah. votes and then we narrowed down those votes and right. we vote on yeah i'm sure you vote just, on the votes that you voted <laughs> on yeah votes yeah no
1: not at all right right
2: and then you have some people like i just made this is i'm gonna do it and then some of us like no we need to tell this out more and so we you know somebody's like i'll just bring snacks
1: <laughs> i got the snacks <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> But, I, th- you know, you, you um, bring up that you guys are a family, and I think that really shows on stage in a way that some other groups, that you don't see that. Like, when you watch Capital Blend perform, you can tell that you're all friends, that you all care about each other. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah I'm happy you said that. Oh, absolutely. Comfortable,
1: you're comfortable standing next to each other. There's not this feeling of separation or even, like, watching where you're going. Like, it's like you move,
2: I move in that group. It's a
1: very... Yeah copacetic it's very nice we
2: really are and even as we as you grow older the thing that comes along is that people then start families and which is harder I think for women because you get pressure from your family from your husband's to be home. Right. Instead of, you know, this is a volunteer thing. No one's getting paid. And it actually can take a lot of time. And particularly when you get around the holidays, or if you're in an officer position, these things can take a lot of time when you have kids going on. At and home. It's, hard so... to,
1: and it's hard to explain that. And <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it, it's hard to explain that to your spouse or your significant other who maybe doesn't quite understand that it's more than just singing with about hey. Other people, it's now you have this is your family. It's like, it would be like having a family gathering and or a family event, and you just didn't show up. But right. but it's hard to explain that to someone. And you, you said it, you know, that you, know, you get pressure for people and husbands and things, you know, I was getting pressure from my own children. It's hard. Mm. It's very hard when your children also don't understand. And as mothers, we are kids. I don't know. My kids just never get so bummed out when my husband goes away. <laughs> why, do they, why does it have to be such a big deal when mom has something? But, you know, speaking
0: of that, like, yes, you guys have had some turnover because people have have aged, married, started a family, and it was too much. But you also have a lot mm. of women that have stayed that have had kids. Yeah. So. You know, and that's always the big like, oh, of course, women's adult groups aren't going to make it because they have to go home and raise their babies. But you all are doing that. So could you tell us a little bit about the environment so that women feel welcome in staying, even though they've got those babies at home?
2: Yeah. So the first thing is, I think because we're also a family, it can sometimes be the break that you need. Right. Right. So that you can go back. This is the outlet that you need. You're going to sing. You're going to sing with people that you love and you value. And this is time that is valuable. It's not just you're going to rehearse, but it's time that you're going to spend with people who make you feel part of a unit. And I think that's important so that you feel like that time is important, right? Showing up to rehearsal and talking about each other's day and making this music that sounds really good and getting better, that all is important to you. And so I think for the mothers in the group, they feel that as something that helps them in terms of with their kids, right? And that is worth that time away from their kids and that it's worth when their kids see them on stage doing something that they love to do, that that is valuable. Yes, I I love Um, the baby Capital One cheering
0: sections. Yes,
2: (laughs) that's what I was gonna say. We also know all of their kids, right? And so now we're like their aunties and we, you know, we're checking in and they're on Zoom with us and they're singing their parts with us. And so everyone in Capital Blend is understanding of family commitments. And I think that's important for any group, not just an all-female group, for any group to understand when your family needs to come first, or how can we be flexible to this group member who might need to do something with their family where they can't be there. And we also set the ground rules. Like we also as a group decide, okay, how busy do we want to be? Are we still in the same place? We check in every year virtually. Are we still in the same place? Do we still want a gig like this? And so that means for the women in the group, including the women who have kids, you're going to know if we want a gig like this, There's going to be some times where you got to be there, right? Right. You got to put in that time. You got to put in that effort. And so we're always clear about that up front. We understand if you can't, but if you are, we're still going to be, you know, we are still trying to be better. We are still trying to strive harder and we're still, and I think when that starts paying off and you see that, then people feel like the time is worth it. It's worked out for us. I think the grind has really come in for some women who've been like in officer roles because it's like double, triple (laughs) the work, right? It's not just rehearsal. It's all the stuff that people think just appears. Making sure everyone gets to everything that they need to do and checking up to make sure they do what they need to do. And that is a grind with the group and with the kids. So sometimes what we'll have to do is move people out of their officer role in that particular time and let them focus more on rehearsal and singing and that kind of thing. We're very lucky for Shauna, who's our director, who has three boys, but we rehearse in her house. And so she has always seen the group as something that she needs and that is an important break from the boy because she lives in a house <laughs> and
1: i have to say i think that's something that women do really well is that we are really quick and willing to assess each other and if you are with safe people that care about you and are there for you and have your best interest i feel like women are the first ones to step up and say, hey, you've got too much on your plate. Like they'll be the ones to say it for you instead of just driving yourself into, I mean, now there are some women, let's just be honest, there's some people that still drive themselves. It's not just a, not all women are good at this, but I think more women are better at kind of self-assessing or assessing <laughs> other women <laughs> and being willing to tell it the other woman. Yeah. Where we're like, hey girl, <laughs> hey girl, you got too
2: much. Yeah, and we, we were always checking in and reminding each other that, Yes, sometimes frustrating when you need this part here, but at the end of the day you're one of my best friends so I want to know how you're doing doing right I want to know if you're okay and so we're always checking in in that regard now I will say I still pressure like some members who've left because they had kids or their husbands like you need to be home I'm like okay these kids are grown now (laughs) they're making their own
1: (laughs) they can do their own laundry it's fine
2: (laughs) and I also think to be honest we also have a, a good mixture of people with families and people who aren't I'm still single there's other women who are still single and then we have young kids Kids, they, you know, that is important that keeps new energy and it's like a two-edged thing like when you have people who've been there a long time you have this really like focused chemistry which is so great that you get when you've known each other so long but the other thing is when you let new people in it just sort of pumps new ideas and new energy and new focus into the group so I think we sort of have made that purpose for we don't want to go too big but we do want to always have that door open that's
1: yeah. awesome so like if you guys ever get to a place where maybe you've been the same group for a while you know you're like. Maybe it's time to expand. Maybe we're not going to lose anybody. We're in a good spot. Maybe it's time to open up. That's a great way to, I like that. That's
2: right not being afraid of growth we normally keep like a rolling audition form up also and so if there's anyone that like blows us away because we have open calls and then we'll just have the rolling thing going on and if there's anyone that blows us away then we might bring them in but yeah we always want to have that out there just to see who's out there
1: yeah i mean so many Mm -hmm. times i've heard that being said where people not just women but girls and men and guys everybody will be like just randomly an acapella group will fall into their lap. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's important to remember that people aren't going to the web in April, you know, looking for, <laughs> you know,
0: he should act. So you've talked a little bit about how the mission behind Capital Blend really is to empower women. And you guys have sung for quite a few events that meet that mission. And I know that you've sang for the Girl Scouts quite a few times. And then perhaps one of your viral moments was when you sang at the Women's March. Can you talk to us a little bit about those events and how and why you got involved in that? Gosh,
2: Girl Scouts actually found us, which was pretty incredible probably because our website is so women front and forward so you know we we try to bring that mission out on the web page as well and so they actually found us and contacted us and that's how we got that initial girls' forget which remains one of our favorite gifts we sang for the the 100th year anniversary it was thousands of little girls there they saw us in the subway and they were <laughs> you know like all to us it was all we had a trailer yeah we know <laughs> it was amazing all of course, you went to the same thing that you went into for all that they weren't designed for people who sing a cappella, but an amazing time. Doing it, it was out on the national mall. It was just to look out at the sea of beautiful little girls and so excited and to just you know, and to impart with them that we were all women working in the world and singing together like this. It was an incredible experience. It remains to this day one of our favorite things that, that we have ever done. And like I said, yeah, we saw them on the Metro later that day and they remembered us and we signed autographs and we talked to them and it was just amazing. With the Women's March, that was actually just amazing serendipity all the way. So, um, Mel could be actually wrote quiet and contacted us she was coming over and she wanted to do this song she wanted to do quiet and and she wanted to merge groups together so we did that and so we met for like one rehearsal she sent us her music it was still written like <laughs> old school and sent it over to us and we had one rehearsal the night before the women's march this was totally again something we had to have a conversation about you know one of our capital blend like are we really doing this is this too political and all that stuff so I was like no this is a woman's march You're about women this is what we do, right? That's who we are. So we wound up taking that. And what happened was we were supposed to be making our way over to one of the press of someone that she knew. And there were so many people who couldn't get there. So he was just like, okay, well, we'll just have to sing right here. And so we just started singing on the street. We turned to be a director. the singing on the street and then posted it and it goes viral. And uh, so again, it was all sort of serendipity. And even that moment, it was sort of a good moment to prepare. That two groups together. Milk is are sort of a spiritual person. And so, you know, we were talking about the event and what it would be like and why we were doing it. And, you know, because I was going to be out there anyway, regardless of whether we were singing. Because for me, the women, I had had this incredible depression after Trump was elected. And, you know, it was like a low grade underneath like disbelief and what that meant for women and what the future can mean for women. And so I sort of kept that sort of low grade feeling until the Women's March. It was one of those first things after he was elected that made me feel like, okay, we're in this, doing this, and you know. And so it was just this beautiful event, and we were out there singing, and it was all these women around, and they stopped to listen to us, and the video then went viral, and then it got picked up by news outlets and Samantha B. Um, so a few of us got to go up and hang out in New York and sing on the show. And literally, maybe the anniversary was celebrated. And so Brian Mitchell posted it again on his news show. And so my niece saw it in her class of the Women's March historical event. You made it. You made it. You're famous. Yes. Amazing. Incredible thing. I'm so honored that we were part of it. I'm so thankful that we were part of it. It's going to be a part of my life.
1: I'm so thankful that you're using acapella and using your voice and using art and using being (laughs) a woman to just try to heal. From some of that initial yeah. and continual hurt that was placed. Yeah. I mean, when when you get to a place like that, it can feel really can feel really dark and can yeah. feel really lonely, and can feel hopeless. But we all have to remember we still have a voice no matter how we use it. Yeah.
2: And that March was one of the first times in that time period was like, okay, yes, we're gonna do this. And because I just felt this feeling of how can I live in a country that was think this person was okay for me as a human being as a woman as a black person I just it was so fundamentally like oh, are we still these people <laughs> yes yeah um, there's so many emotions right. so many
1: emotions that came along with it there were so many fears of what ifs
0: yeah. so many
2: fears a lot of, of what
0: ifs that came true yeah. too I mean I feel yeah. like we're, and then, then, we're gonna yes. be healing from all of that for a long time to yeah. come
2: Franklin was there also the outlet for me I mean we are a political group but by our very nature we're most of us tend to be more liberal so it isn't a palette, but to take my extremely liberal stuff into the day, we're gonna be okay. And I was there to say we're gonna be okay. You know, our group chat was blowing up. So
0: I, I mean, I I know that you all have kept in touch and have continued to do things through the pandemic. What does post-pandemic look like for capital blend
2: i wish i knew but i (laughs) we're, we're talking to it i will say that we have done a very good job you know like to stop rehearsing everything we have to make sure that we are still doing stuff so that tuesday nights don't feel like they're not dedicated to capital blend anymore like we have to just put that back into everyone's mindset. And everyone was missing each other and singing so much that it yeah. you're
1: right. It is so easy. Yeah. This pandemic and this quarantine and this time, um, Manda and I talk about all the time. And and it it has now surpassed the fear of going out into the why the heck would I go? right out? Or why do I want to waste any more time? Nothing for me to do anyway. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I it is so how did I easy. used to do this? How did I stop? Yeah. I like whole nights no- (laughs) So many times I'm like, I have no time. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no, aud- I have no eating ed- evenings free. I have no time. There's no time. I definitely don't think I can do good. that. I have to watch 60 days. I need to binge Netflix. I don't understand. Right. I have 17 loads of laundry to do because I'm never home. <laughs> what? Yeah, you're right. You have to stay dedicated to your passions. Yeah. It's very hard to be passionate about anything right now. Exactly. And you're right. Carving out that time and making it like I-, I told some of my other groups, you have to almost make it like it's a chore right now it's a job to keep yourself like show So up
2: initially in we started just doing social stuff every two weeks. That was sort of the compromise. We wouldn't do it every week because Zoom can be a lot. You know, you're on Zoom meetings all the time. And so we were just doing social stuff, like games Zoom and is- like just checking in on each other, just talking. And then we progressed to okay, how can we work on some skill sets? We brought in like a vocal coach and did some of that for a rehearsal for which was a really great experience and, and really great to do over Zoom. And now we're sort of doing the whole just doing musical and everyone's singing and you, and you can't hear anybody and so on the one hand you're like, why are you doing this? But on the other hand, it's just good to touch base with the songs that you know you're going to have to sing. And we took in two new members during the pandemic because again, I was like, wow, I'm sort of, I'm president of the group and so I'm always thinking of what can we do behind the scenes to keep this moving forward? And so I was like, we totally, one of the things that always happens to Kevin Flynn is that people say they have too much to learn when they get in the group. And I always <laughs> think about this. I'm like, Amanda in charge tell me, they tell people they got to learn these songs and they just got to learn it. <laughs> that's why I'm always like, we just need to be up front, people. We got a whole lot of songs. You just got to learn. Let's talk
1: about that, Amanda. I think there was a gig once and she was like, hey, we got two weeks. Can you do this? Because as much as you try fun. pull, we try to
2: pull stuff out because we have such a big set every year. We always yeah. add songs. That's important to, I think, keep in a group.
1: I'm a barbershop singer tip. And like when somebody says we're going to do a set, that's four songs, right? <laughs> and I'm like
0: oh, and here here's
1: twelve songs. You have to learn them she's in like, two here's weeks. like twelve Chris. songs, and she's like, yeah. and you gotta have them memorized because you know, like these are like.
2: And... Meanwhile, we're like, okay, we wanna sing for two hours. Well, and what it's we been so, do? you
0: know, I I a acapella, contemporary acapella makes you, if you let it, it makes you more flexible because, like, Tip has done a gig with us where I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. I need somebody to sing. Tip, here's yeah. a song. You have like three days to learn it, yeah. and the gig is at four thirty of the morning. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> what was exactly this? What happened. it was for the light of the night it was mm-hmm. the suicide walk and we were the end of the, the walk. walk it was
2: beautiful so we oh. had
0: to be there before sunrise and i think the walk really ended before sunrise even hit. it was still dark when people were yeah, walking yeah. up oh, okay. okay. she
1: didn't she didn't do our sunrise gig no. we uh, you know but yeah it was, yeah, it was like tip i i need that. a i need a last minute person here's a song learn oh. it in
0: three days and we'll see you at 4 a.m that's a. the
1: beauty of acapella singers oh. like i tell i used to work with some local just bams, like actual people Mm -hmm. like not vocal bands like us but like and they would be like how do I find how do we find backup singers and I'm like acapella what and I'm like advertise that you're looking for acapella singers Mm -hmm. I'm like what do you mean I'm like you will get the best harmony singers Mm -hmm. ever they can woodshed their way around anything (laughs) they know the backup part on every song because that's all (laughs) we sing along with on the radio acapella singers that's what you want and they know how to back up other people visually right
2: (laughs) right that that is what we do so you send me a midi I'll be there right horrible
1: side reader. I had to get used to MIDI. I'm just going to be honest. From the barbershop <laughs> world. That was hard. Yeah, I barbershop was, well, it, like a so real
0: MIDI, full-on sung learning track. Peak, <laughs> when I went into barbershop, I'm like, oh, of course I can learn this really fast.
2: Somebody's singing my part. Uh, for. The words and everything. Uh, yeah. So we try to do like seven old and seven new. <laughs>
1: now, once you become a really awesome quartet, then you do maybe eight or nine songs. Okay. And that's starting but that's like after you've sung those eight or nine songs for 17. No, no, years. no.
0: Barbershoppers don't perform a song in front of people until they've rehearsed it like for 300 rehearsals oh my.
1: it's not even funny That's how you're
2: so
0: tight with it
1: you're supposed to have it learned by the first rehearsal but then expect to change everything about it oh yeah that time is, and tempo measure here yeah i'm hey. dogging on it but but you're right like there's it's <laughs> when i talk about barbershop being a like a different world of acapella yeah. like i think it's important it's kind of like how we always say oh don't see differences well i think it's really important that if we all see our differences like i'm able to look at barbershoppers and be like "Guys." you need to relax <laughs> you know how much fun you can have if you just embrace the doom dooms and the babas and the, and the like they're great those things
0: are awesome <laughs> oh my gosh chris i think you i've converted you i think yeah. i've officially converted her
1: but then i look at acapella people and i say look it's okay i can change the, i can change the rhythm in that measure and your head's not gonna explode
0: <laughs> <laughs> well tip it's been so lovely to have you here i you know usually we sit and uh, laugh during cal board meetings but instead we got to laugh and we'll let other people hear it so i'm looking forward to being out and about and seeing capital blend again soon and seeing in person but send our love to all of the girls and we'll see you soon i will thanks ladies see you next tuesday see you next tuesday